It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and we continue on the journey that is the draft, trying to determine who are going to be these picks and who are the options for the 49ers at 155. Trying to get to seven. Oh, that's that's later. That's later. Actually, yeah, later. That's, that's my fault. I got a little excited. No, a lot of good options for 49ers at 155 still, which is crazy to think. This draft is loaded with talent at certain positions, and there's a lot of guys that the Niners could get right here. That could work out in their favor. There really is. There's a lot of great players that are still going to be available. Some impact guys. Some guys that can make some impacts. And one of those guys that I really like is Jordan Smith. He's an outside edge rusher. He's six foot seven. He's 245 pounds. And he's built to destroy. And I like him in the open field. And I like what he can do. And I like the fact that he would be able to go after Kyler Murray. And he would be able to go after Russell Wilson. And that is big because those guys get out in the open field and can cause problems. This guy could spy them. He's that kind of talent. He's that kind of speed. Um, he's got. He's he's raw. So Chris Kasarik would have to work with him. And he's. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, maybe he's not such a great scheme fit because he's more of a three-four outside linebacker. But I think the 49ers have proven that you could take a three-four outside linebacker and put him in the wide nine, and they'd be very successful. But he's more of a developmental guy. But right here, I would 100% be willing to take. A chance on him because he could develop into a great pass rusher not a good one but a great one absolutely and he's still got a lot of size to add to that frame of his he looks thin and he is large which means a lot of more muscle mass a lot more strength a lot more power a lot more explosiveness that get off could get even better and it's already pretty gosh darn impressive if you haven't watched film <laughs> so make sure you go watch film on this guy yeah this guy's the real deal uh, Jordan Smith there would be an absolute steal Right there at pick 155. If we don't go edge rusher early, this is the guy I want us to target. Could very well happen. He could be available here. They may have to move up a little bit maybe to get him. But if you don't make a whole lot of other moves and the Niners are sitting packed, it could it's sitting packed. It could it could be because they got a certain guy in mind. Maybe someone has caught their eye. It could be Jordan <laughs> Smith. You never know. Another guy to talk about. My one of my favorite wide receivers in the entire draft. The Marquis Marquez. Stevenson, Son, uh, Mr. Stevenson is lightning fast. He has been falling down some boards. He's been rising and falling all over the place. Very early on in this thing, he was considered to be a guy who go in the first two rounds. Then he was all the way down in round seven, and now he's settling in roughly where I thought he would settle in, which was round four, round five, round six, somewhere in there, middle of the draft. Route running stuff, he's got some, some things to clean up, but there's no denying the top end speed. And there's no denying that the 49ers need top end speed at wide receiver. He could also help in the return game. This guy is lightning quick. And he could be the the sort of Travis Benjamin replacement in terms of what he could be, except without some of the polished route running skills. Yeah, I think he's I think he's an option. I think he really is. He's he's got that elite speed that can take the top off the defense, which would allow George Kittle and Debo Samuel to operate underneath. Um, that way you could also put you know him and Brandon Ayuk out there together and really stretch the field. If you got a big strong arm at the quarterback position, you know, with a young guy, this is somebody you want, you know, to be able to take the top off and chuck the ball down the field and see I said chuck because it's fun. That's fun. Um but yeah, you can get the ball down the field and and really cause some issues. The offense would change if you're getting this guy. Um I think this would also signal that 
you know, maybe Kyle Shannon is going to take more chances down the field. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo likes to hit the intermediate routes, short to intermediate routes, and he's very good at those. Stevenson would not be great at that because that's not what he does. He's not a great route runner. He's not good in short areas. So if you're doing this move, it's signaling that, hey, this is this offense is about to change a little bit. We're about to take the top off. Um, you brought up Travis Benjamin. I think that's going to be the big question is if whether they think Travis Benjamin can continue that role this year or if it will go to a young guy like Stevenson. But I one, one thing I know is if Kyle really likes someone, he's going to make the move and get him. So if he likes him, he's going to get him. And and we know he likes speed. John Ross was a guy he loved and was trying yep. to target when he was when he first came into San Francisco. It just didn't work out. This is a guy who's got similar type speed, similar issues in terms of the route running and questions. Never know. Could work out. Could. Another guy, next guy on the list, a guy that you're a big fan of, that I'm a big fan of. We both love his hoodie. Part of the Bang Bang Hood gang. Mr. Trill Williams from Syracuse. That Syracuse defense is incredible. That secondary is even better. One of the most highly touted secondaries come out in the draft in terms of all of their guys are pretty much draft prospects in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. All of them could work out. We really like this guy that was a nickel kind of prospect. Yeah, you know, he's a different type of nickel. You know, he's a six foot two, 200 pound nickel, which is a very big nickel, especially in the NFL, which a lot, a lot of people are seeing as a detriment. Like, oh, he can't play nickel because he's too big. What I see it as, as a possibility of somebody that fits really nice in covering the tight ends and stuff that the 49ers are going to be facing. Now it's not so much of a matchup problem when you get these power slots and tight ends in the slot on Kwan Williams. Now you could have somebody like Trill Williams that could eventually translate to cover those guys. Gives you more options in the dime package as well as he could come in and help fill that role. Make sure Kwan Williams isn't going to be overpowered in these situations. So he does make sense and he has the ability to translate out to the outside. He's not someone that can't play on the outside and with that frame he fits the 49ers scheme. So 100% this is a guy at 155 is a great value. Somebody that I would take even higher than this because I just love his film and he makes plays on the ball. He finds the ball, interceptions, strip, you know, fumbles, return for touchdown. The guy can do it all. He finds the ball, and you need turnovers in your defense. Why not get somebody that's a turnover magnet? Yeah. Grant Cohn always complains about our secondary not creating turnovers. This guy would fill that void, and Grant could just, you know, settle in and be like, oh, finally, they're getting that turnover magnet, you know, because that's how it always works out. It's never, you know, just being in the right place at the right time in the right situation happening. It's always about your ability to always create, always can't ever make mistakes my word <laughs> almighty next up linebacker out of purdue Derek barnes yeah i like him you know i think he reminds me of nick bolton a little bit Ooh. um that kind of style he's 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 physical and he likes to play hard and he likes to go hard and he's a good tackler which are all things that i think the four ers could use um i think we are expecting them to take a linebacker in this draft who that's going to be is going to be the question. I think we've talked about them, you know, already throughout the draft. And there's some guys that I like that we haven't been able to talk about, which I hope to be able to talk about in a future episode. I'm I'm definitely excited about possibly adding to the linebacker core. I'm okay with Aziz Alshair, but if you could plug one of these guys in and really fill the role that is needed, I would be very happy with that because our linebacking core could get a little bit better which I'm all for. Buddy and I agree that I'm not okay with Aziz Alshire. I don't no? want to say his name correctly. No, I mean, he started to play better at the end of the year, but I got concerns about him being an every-down guy. 
Well, he's going to play 20 to 25% of the snaps because he's not going to play in the nickel. I get that, but at the same time also, if something goes to happens to Greenlaw or Warner, and this guy has to be on the field for 40 50% of snaps, I, I got some questions. And if they don't address linebacker, it could be Quan. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true as well. The thing, And that's the thing that you brought up about uh, Mr. Barnes is the thing I like the most, and that's yeah. the tackling. Um, because that's some, been some of the issues with some of these other guys is tackling. Tackling yeah. percentages and tackling rates haven't been as good. This guy is a pretty surefire tackler. He's pretty consistent across the board. So I like that. He's got things he's going to have to develop in the pass game and coverage. He's got some things to not change, but adapting to the NFL speed in the run game and the, the, the way that these linemen move at the NFL level. Because these guys are the elites, the, the best of the best, the fastest of the of the big men. Uh, and they're really good, especially the veterans, at getting leverage and creating their lanes and getting to their point of attack. And then getting you completely out of the running lane and giving the running back plenty of room to go. So young linebackers, especially the ones that got to develop, takes them some time. Don't want to put too much pressure on the guy coming in. But as a surefire tackler, he's just going to have to get himself into the right spots. He seems like a smart enough guy. He went to Purdue also. Dummies don't go to Purdue. <laughs> That is for sure. Yeah, that's correct. Dummies don't go to Purdue. <laughs> uh, last guy is a guy that Horst is a big, huge fan of. Horst, we love you, man. Get better soon. David Moore. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he, he really is. He could fill that guard role. We are talking about Kendrick Green on the other episode, sure. you know, the 117. I think we're expecting the 49ers to possibly target it, even though the more and more we talk about are it. We, the, are, we projecting, are we projecting a little bit into what we want the 49ers I to do? I don't know. I mean, maybe a little I, bit. I, I think there has been a push from fans to draft interior offensive line. After last year, everyone was really nervous. I think Alex Mack is going to make a big difference because he's going to change the you know the way that they block because he's going to have all the calls and make all the adjustments, and that's going to be huge. And I think I have more faith in Daniel Brunskill. But once again, this is another area where you could target a interior offensive lineman. They could also go a offensive tackle, though, and move him in. So this is the possibility of a guard going. And I like the guy. He is physical, and he gets the job done. And, you know, that's one of the things you need is somebody that's a kind of a bully. This guy's a bully. Line is one of the harder harder positions in a draft to get right. I always, I've always felt this way. And the more and more I see guys get drafted in the NFL – and flame out at the line position, the O-line position, first round talent, second round talent, third round talent. Uh, the more for me, it's always sort of like a, man, it's like when you watch them, you know, you either know or you don't know. This guy's either generational and he's gonna stick it or we think he's gonna be pretty solid and then they may hit or they may miss. Um, you know, guys like Laramie Tunsil look like generational guys coming out and then all the, the things happen with him, they move him back. Penny Sewell looks like a generational type talent. Wyatt Davis, we've all watched him enough that we all feel like he's a generational talent at the inside interior line position. And then I like a lot of the other guys, but you just, you never know at the NFL, man. Just sometimes techniques and things like that and just speed and strength, it just doesn't translate. Um, and so you're always just worried about it. This is a position though where the Niners like to draft a line. David Moore could be a guy that they take and we hope to God that it pans out and works and then it would it'd be a thing that's sure up. Um, but I don't think you'd be starting over Brunskill this year at all. No, I think if you're getting to this point in the draft, you're talking about depth. Yeah. You know, that's really what you're looking for. Somebody that can add depth and give you assurances in case there's an injury, which you already have some assurances because Skewell can play inside. Colton McKivitz is going to battle, I'm sure, for the starting job this year with Daniel Brunskill. So that's why you're when you're looking at it, there may not be as many questions about the interior offensive line as fans want there to be or think there is. So if there is a question, though, they will address it. And if they do... He is a possibility. 
absolutely is. I feel like we got one more guy that you want to bring up. I feel like, I don't know why, I feel like we talk about this guy all the time, but apparently he's sliding down boards? Yes, this one aggravates me to no end. Oh my, hold on, hold on, let me let me get nice and close up on you here, Ant. Yeah, this one aggravates me to no end because Demetric Felton is starting to slide on boards. Uh, it only aggravates me for him personally because it doesn't aggravate me as far as the 49ers because guess what? This is about where the 49ers could draft a running back now because, you know, they signed Wayne Gallman. So now they don't really have a need at running back. And that was the question, who is going to be the fourth running back? They've addressed it in free agency. So now it's going to be somebody from this point all the way till the end of the draft to undrafted free agent running back. Other than that, there probably won't be many more, but they'll go into camp with seven running backs more than likely, six or seven. So they still got a couple of guys to bring in. So could they draft someone like this? Yes, they could. There's no guarantee that anyone that's on the roster is going to make the roster this year. Except, I mean, I'm, I think we have an idea there'll be a couple guys, but I think they're going to have them go battle. But with the injury problems with the top two guys, and in fact, the, the top three guys have injuries. So Accurate. we'll see what happens. But Demetric Felton, the way that he can play the running back position and play in the slot as a receiver, to me, is a different level of talent. Then a lot of the guys, he reminds me of Gibson that was drafted last year. And that's why I 100% know he fits this system. Just will they pull the trigger now after getting Gallman? I'm not so sure. But this would be the hotbed for when they could do it. That is true. That is 100% accurate. And I know we talked about this before. And I know in our previous mock drafts, we've selected him around that 102 range. And he's falling now. So maybe who knows in our next one, we select him a little bit later at 155. Um, but... <clears throat> Fans get a little agitated with this one. With get running backs. We get really agitated. Why? Shanahan will just un take a guy undrafted. We've seen what happened. We'll see, but we've been trying to point out and talk about the positionless aspect and what Demetri Felton brings to the table. Everyone, please do not forget that Tyreek Hill was a running back in college. He was drafted as a running back and then converted to wide receiver. Positionless. You can do it all. Whatever you need. Demetri Felton could be just that. I'm not saying he is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> no. Let's let's pause, chat. Hit the brakes. Not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but the comparison of positionless, being able to place one thing in college and then transition into the NFL and being something different is entirely plausible and doable. Especially running backs coming right. in. If you can play receiver and you can transition, make that transition at a high level, why not do it? longer lifespan and expectancy as a wide receiver than as a running back yeah you're not going to take as much of a beating and in san francisco especially kyle shanahan could utilize you in a variety of different different ways and you could be an emergency guys in case they need it well yeah i mean Dimitri felton literally played slot receiver he did. a lot of snaps it wasn't like he was a running back that played slot he was both, he was both. and he actually worked out of the senior bowl as a slot receiver he did. and i think that's why he's kind of trickling down the board because people can't decide what he's going to be reminds me of antonio gibson the same thing last year is he a receiver is he a running, running back? back we don't know but jalen hurd made the same move he just made it in college correct said you know what he was a running back who realized that running backs lifespan isn't very long moved to the receiver position and then got drafted that's why he makes sense because he could fill that role you know we people don't realize how much of the offense that's why kyle was really upset when jalen hurd got hurt if you look at that press conference he's ticked off because he had a offense set for a certain you know thing to do a certain part of the offense was dedicated to having uh, Jalen Hurd in the offense and it just wasn't there and when he lost it it really hurt him and that changed everything getting a guy that could fill that role and just in case Jalen Hurd doesn't pan out or able to play 
is huge. So this would be a, a good player to strike on. Is he the athlete of Jalen Hurd? No. He doesn't have the stature. He doesn't have the overall ability right now that Jalen Hurd does. But as a guy that could come in and get it done, he definitely can. And he can do all the positionless things you like. Fly sweeps, catch the ball in the backfield. He can move all over the place. So right away, he fits the, the mold of what they're trying to do. And that way, too, if you lose one of those receivers, you have him that you can lean on to do some of those reverses and all those kind of things. It's true. It's accurate. I can see it happening. Uh, it's less likely now with the signing of Wayne Gallman. But if Shanahan's not viewing him as a running back, it could happen. They could pull the trigger. And uh, we would go from there and see what happens. But you don't have to wait to see what happens here because we're coming at you with videos nonstop between now and day one of the NFL draft, which is barely, and I mean barely, a few days away. Yeah, it's and almost by, here. And by, and by barely, I mean like, you know, like four or five minutes, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 almost here and you need to be here with us because we're going to be giving live reaction as they make these picks when they go on the clock at pick three the tension is going to be crazy uh when they make that pick who knows what our reaction is going to be it will either be excitement or it will be utter disbelief and almost not contain myself right now just thinking about it yeah so one way <laughs> you want to be here and we want to get the full response from you we want you to be chiming in as we're getting the reaction Let's all be super excited together or super miserable together. Either way, it's going to be something to behold because it's going to be fun. Just not McCorkle. Please not McCorkle. <laughs> just for the love of everything good and holy in the world, not McCorkle at three. The stress in your face. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I will leave. I will leave. You guys can finish the live stream without <laughs> me. Listen, it's going to be fun no matter what. Be here. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button while you're down there. Hit that notification bell. And also let us know what you think about our options here at 155. Did we miss anyone? Is there anyone we should be considering? Only way for us to know is for you to tell us. So make sure you do that down below. And until next time, 49ers fans, stay safe. Remember the right way is, is always, always the 49ers, 49ers way. way. Sounds good.